Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. LeaningTowardWisdom.com, the website. Randy Cantrell, that's my name. I'm your uh, ever-so-talented host here. Uh, This podcast now has over a 1,000 episodes. I tried to do some research to see what number might this be. It's over a 1,000. I don't know. That's about as precise as I can get. You may not be interested in today's show, and if you're not, that's perfectly okay. I'm going to take a little bit of a respite, but before I want it, I just want to go kind of down this track of podcast stats and data and this whole craft of podcasting and kind of why I got into it and a little bit of history about today's show. Then we're going to hit the pause button for a little bit, take a bit of a respite. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio 3.1. No, there will not be a 3.2. We'll jump straight to 4.0. I was listening to Mike Rowe. Do you listen to him? You should. Mike Rowe is uh, an extraordinarily talented guy, and I, I rather enjoy his podcast. I don't listen... I I listen as he has people on that kind of interests me. I don't know how you listen to podcasts. I'm just glad that you do. I'm glad that you give me a little bit of your time and attention. So I started, he began his podcast as he always does with the, the episode number followed by the title. And you can tell that he and his producer, Chuck, they, They come up with the title of the show after they have recorded these interviews. Smart. So he includes the title, and he does not include the episode number in the text title of the show, but he'll always mention, you know, this is show number 300 and whatever. And I hadn't thought about this for a very long time, but I got to thinking about this particular podcast, the oldest one that I have produced, that was started well, the, the audio went online in 1997. The podcast itself, meaning producing something with some regularity, began somewhere in 1999-2000. I didn't know what a podcast was. The term had not even been invented. Certainly didn't know what an RSS feed was, so a way to subscribe. We did have... We did have little snippets of, of software, little programs that were basically news aggregators and you could plug in somebody's website and it would basically go out. We didn't know how it, I didn't know how it did it. And if somebody updated their blog, then you could get this notification through these little newsreader kind of apps. And so that, that's how I kept track of things back before we had platforms that were dedicated to podcasting. But after hearing Mike Rowe mention a podcast episode number, I began to wonder, leaning toward wisdom, I wonder how many episodes there are. Now, not all the episodes are online. Uh, True confession, for years and years and years, 
I, I, I played music and at some point I decided this is, I probably shouldn't be doing this. So I took them all down and I've got them, but they're not all online. I can tell you that before I did this last kind of a reboot, I would reboot every once in a while because I would just kind of get bored and I would shift things a little bit and I would iterate. And sometimes the iterations were really, really slight. Sometimes they were major, like you go from playing music to not playing music. That, that was the biggest shift of all. And when that happened, I went to what I was calling series 4,000. I didn't do seasons, but I began to number the shows 4,001. And then I got into the 5,000s, and then I jettisoned that whole idea altogether because I was only doing it. I don't know why I was doing it, <laughs> to be truthful. Uh, so I stopped doing it. And I don't mention any numbers at all now. So I go back and I'm looking through my hard drives and I'm looking through all these files and I'm trying to figure out how many episodes I've got. And I got to, I got to write out a thousand and I'm like, okay, I mean, I've gone back so stinking far, just forget it, forget it. So if I had to take some sort of a guess and I, I've not produce this show weekly forever. You know, some of the initial shows, they were, they were pretty sporadic. I think it seems like there've been, I haven't had any years that I, that I could find that I didn't produce at least 39 or 40 shows, which I don't know what the math is, but 80%, 80, 85% of a year. And then the other time, just not producing, not producing anything. And early on, there were a number of posts. There were a number of articles uh, when I first started. Not everything was audio. In fact, I would tell you that there was probably as much written stuff as there was audio stuff. And one of the very first comments that somebody got then when social media kind of began to gather some steam and be, be way more commonplace was, uh, comments from people and people would email who enjoyed, enjoyed the articles. And I'm like, well, you, you know, there's this podcast <laughs> crickets would chirp. So I don't know, somewhere North of a thousand episodes for this podcast. Again, they're not all online. I, I should have researched that. I didn't to see how many are actually still online. I don't, I don't, I don't know. All of that led to an article published on March the 7th of this year, 2023 by buzz sprout and buzz sprout and a number of, a number of outfits do this with some regularity. They will suss out the behavior of podcasters, the behavior of podcast audiences and so forth. So before I kind of go into dry dock here for a, a little bit, I, I let's review this. It, it's just kind of interesting to me. And I haven't looked at this in so long. It's not funny. You're listening to a podcaster that doesn't pay any attention at all to stats. I just have never cared. I've just never cared. Um, 
I know people that are very obsessed with their stats and scrutinize it. It, it's for me, it's kind of like, I know some people that are day traders or people who have been day traders in the stock market. And I get that that could be of interest. Uh, that would, that's just so not up my alley. I'm, I'm way more of a, just find something solid, find something that's got some good math behind it and something that I, I believe in and just sit and hold and don't worry about it. I don't want to go looking at it every day, but I know people who they love it. They love looking at things, forget daily. They like looking at things in real time all day long. And there are some podcasters who are the same way. I just don't happen to be among them. Uh, this Buzzsprout article begins with the majority of Americans aged 12 to 54. That is 53%. They have listened to a podcast in the last month and roughly 79%. I'm assuming in that same age bracket, they're familiar with podcasting. 75% of the U S population over 12 have listened to online audio in the last month. Seems shockingly low to, to me. Um, and probably because I've got some grandkids who are under the age of 12 and listening to online audio, does that mean just audio? Does that mean audio that's attached to video? I don't know. I'm assuming it just means audio. That still surprises me. 75%. I would have thought that that was higher. 38% of those 12 and over in the U S are monthly podcast listeners. 38%. The other one seemed low. That one seems kind of high to me. Uh, what do I know? Again, I, I'm not a stat expert here. 43% of listeners, 35 to 54, are monthly podcast listeners. That's the most popular age group for podcast consumption, 35 to 54. That makes sense to me for a number of reasons. Podcasting has reached the highest number ever with 90 million Americans being weekly podcast listeners. 91% of Americans own a smartphone. 30% of Americans 12 and over own a smart speaker. That's that's for a guy that does not own a smart speaker. Yet that's kind of fascinating to me. Of those who own a smart speaker, 43 43% have one device, 20 have two and 38 have three or more. Interesting. Now spoken word they are defining as talk radio, podcast, audiobooks, and sports. And the consumption of that, according to Edison Research, and Edison does some really terrific research in the podcasting space, they have a report, spoken word audio report. And that consumption, spoken word consumption, has gone up 214% among 13 to 24-year-olds. Those are Gen Zs, by the way, 13 to 24 and that's compared to 13 to 34 year olds in 2014. So that's a significant jump over a span of a number of years. But I, I am married to a person who is an audio book hound. She's listening to audio books all the time. I would rather read. I do not enjoy audio books. I, I, I need to read it with my eyes. 
otherwise I kind of find myself drifting off, getting unfocused, you know, not paying attention. So it just, it, for an audio guy, it, that just doesn't work for me. Here's some other insights from that report, that Edison report, almost half 46% of the U S population listens to spoken word audio daily. Now, again, that includes talk radio, podcast, audiobooks, and sports. Listeners between the age of 13 and 24 account for the most growth. Okay. Stands to reason, I guess. Uh, who's listening to podcast? Well, there's a breakdown by ethnicity, 57% white, 13% African-American, 16% Hispanic, 4% Asian, 10% other. And the U.S. accounts for 47.9% of podcast listeners. Next in line. Yeah. All you guys and gals over in the UK, the U S 49.47.9% of podcast listeners. The next group are you folks in England, 6.3% and then Canada 5%. I mean, talk about a major difference between the t number one, number two, and number three, kind of interesting. Uh, the demographics, the demographics probably don't surprise you, you know, on monthly listeners, 12 to 34, the biggest age group, 55%. They listen monthly 35 to 54. That's 51%, 21% age 55 and over. Now that's based on the population. So 55% of the population between the ages of 12 to 34, they're listening monthly. 51. So just half, about half of the people that are aged 35 to 54 are listening and then 55 and over. That's my, my group, only about 21% of us. And I can tell you that an awful lot of folks in my demographic, they probably, they, they've heard the term, but they don't listen. Many of them don't know how, not that it's complicated. They're just, they've just never figured it out not that interested, set in their ways. Some aren't as technically competent. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors, a lot of factors. And then the way people consume, and you would think that, well, this is far and away going to be a smartphone. And it is 73%, but 13% are on a desktop or a laptop. 28% of us adults listen to podcasts while driving. And I think I don't know this, but I bet you that number is diminishing because of all the work at home that's now being done. 73% are on a smartphone. Now I do a podcast. Well, I'll do a couple of podcasts that also have a video component and the video component is such a small, small part of, you know, the overall audience. In fact, it's, it's virtually negligible. And that's due to portability, hard to, hard to walk or jog or exercise or drive or ride a bike or do any activity. And you got to keep your eyes on your screen easier to just stick it in your earbuds and I can listen. So that makes sense. The times for podcast listening, see if this surprises you from 2 PM to 6 PM, 21%. These are some popular times, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., 21%, 6 p.m. to 10, 15, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., 11, 
when would you think most people listen? 26% of people listen to podcasts from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. 26%. The next most popular, which many of us would think, well, this would be the most popular. And they're close. They're only apart by one percentage point. Before 10 a.m. is the next most popular time at 25%. So half the people are listening before 10 a.m., up to 2 p.m. So clearly the morning gets half the, half the audience. Uh, do you care about the most popular podcast? Joe Rogan, who transplanted from California down to Austin, like so many folks, the Joe Rogan experience, that's number one. Crime junkie is number two. The daily that's produced by the New York times. That's number three. And this American life is number four. And at the time of this study, morbid, a true crime podcast, the Ben Shapiro show by the daily wire. Number six stuff. You should know. Number seven, call her daddy. Number eight office ladies by Earwolf. That's number nine. And my favorite murder is number 10. I can tell you that I have listened to. Uh, I have listened to the Ben Shapiro show. I've listened to this American life. I have listened to Joe Rogan and I've listened to stuff. You should know. I don't think I've listened to a single episode of any of those others. Kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. I don't know how you got into listening to podcasts or I don't know how many podcasts you listen to or how faithfully you listen. I'm going to confess to you that in the last 10 years, my podcast consumption has dropped like a rock. It's just dropped like a rock. Uh, I, I, I am a, a seagull podcast listener. I fly in, catch it, catch something, catch something. And then I am out. What I have done is I, I can tell you that my YouTube consumption has dramatically increased. There are some, there are some YouTube shows that I, I just, I just find more informative and I'm an audio guy. It's not that I'm a video guy. It probably is that I do spend an inordinate amount of time in front of a computer. And so there is that. I mean, I can tell you that 15 years or so ago, even though I was in front of a computer, you know, the work was such, I was just in front of a computer and I would squeeze in podcast listening when I was mobile and I'm just, I just haven't been that, and this sounds bad, but you'll get it. I, I just haven't been that mobile in the last 15 years. I've been a lot less mobile. I've been way more stationary. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I don't know if it has anything to do with the vastness of the, of the platform and just how many podcasts there are out there. I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm not sure. I, I am fascinated by, I'm fascinated by some video programs and how well many of these are, are done. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if podcast just kind of ran its course with me. Uh, I, I listen, don't get me wrong. I just, I, if you said, okay, what podcast is must listen for you? What podcast do you listen to all the time? I can't give you, uh, there's not a single one. 
There just isn't a single one. There used to be a few, and many of these were, they were, they were, as you would imagine, they were a little bit more business related. And so I think part of it has been my, my professional life has changed in that I'm primarily focused on leadership and coaching people in soft skills and in decision-making and communication and that, that sort of thing. And I'm just way less about marketing and sales as I once was just because that's the nature of, of the game that I'm in now. And maybe that's had something to do with it. Cause I used to listen to an awful lot of marketing kind of things. And I couldn't tell you the last time I listened to anything that had to do with marketing. And that's a space that I was in forever. So there's that. Anyway, it was all just kind of curious to me. I just got to thinking again about the number of episodes that I had produced here. And I didn't even attempt to try to calculate, okay, all the podcast episodes that I have done that aren't under the banner of leaning toward wisdom, uh, the grow great podcast, which is over at the home, the work home base, Bula network.com. I've done a podcast at Bula network for almost as long, not quite, but almost as long. Now that content has probably been even more sporadic. Uh, I've gone through spurts where I was very regular with it, doing it every week. And then I would kind of drift away. Um, it's been pretty regular for the last year or so. I don't know a lot, <laughs> a lot. I get asked fairly frequently about show ideas and how do you come up with stuff? And I'm, I get particularly questioned by people that don't do this kind of podcasting. An awful lot of people have guests and they're like, man, I just, I, I don't think I could do kind of what you do. I don't think I could do a monologue kind of a podcast. How do you come up with, with content? And they, they lean heavily into, I, I've got to have somebody to talk to. I've got to have somebody that I can ask questions of. I, I need other people basically to provide the content. I went the other way. And the reason I went the other way is because I had some things that I wanted to get down on the record. I wanted some things to be recorded. I've made no bones about it. I started this when the kids were in high school and there were just things that I wanted to pass forward. And I had, I had some thoughts, I had some ideas and I wasn't producing at any point. I wasn't really producing things. Okay. These are the empirical truths. These are the absolute things that you must do. It was really just, here's my journey. Here's what I've come to know. Here's what I've come to learn. Here's what my experiences have been. Here's kind of what life and other people, particularly older people have taught me. And it really was just a strong, strong desire to pass things forward. And so I didn't want, I didn't want somebody else chiming in uh, that. So that was the genesis of this podcast. And that's very different. You know, had I just wanted to tell stories. Okay. I could see trying to find guests and trying to book guests. And that's just not how I started. I started sharing my own journey, sharing my own opinions and thoughts and insights and experiences. And so that necessarily made me 
responsible for the content. And so when you start out that way, maybe that has something to do with it. I mean, it's still, it still continues in that same vein. I'm, I'm way short on talent. I'm not short on ideas. I'm not going to run out of things that are worth talking about. It could be argued that I never, I didn't even come out of the gate having sufficient talent to even remotely tell a compelling story. Uh, that's for you to decide, but I'm thankful that there's a group of you that have been out there. So many, so many of you've been out there for a long, long time. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm puzzled by that. And I'm also happy about that because when I started I, there, building an audience was not the thing. Every Saturday, I'm probably going to be, while I'm doing some other stuff on the computer, I'm going to throw a YouTube channel up on the other monitor. And that show is going to be called Ask the Podcast Coach. Dave Jackson and Jim Collison do that show. And I've known these two gentlemen for a long, long time. I have followed Dave probably since the beginning because I did listen to an awful lot of the early, early kind of podcast coaches and consultants and, and things. I already had my setup and I was already doing what I was doing. Mostly it was Skype at the time I was interacting with people online long before there was zoom. And so I had that stuff and was incorporating that kind of into the podcasting stuff. But I, I still enjoy those conversations and I still enjoy by and large, I still enjoy the group of people known as podcasters. Okay. No, not all of them, but many of them, but the things that they, they can fixate on, I can tell you increasingly disinterest me. I'm not that interested in the latest, greatest, coolest, trickest toys and, and software things and platforms. And I'm just, I'm just disinterested. Sorry. Now I'm interested in some of the equipment because like many podcasters, I'm a gearhead. I like the tech, but I'm not fascinated by every new software thing that comes out, every new audio plugin that comes out. I just, you know, many of that, much of that stuff is just my eyes just roll up in the back of my head, but I still, I know there are people in the community that just, that can't wait to. They're just always looking for something new. I'm just not, I'm, I'm very content. The roadcaster pro, which this audience helped me get. And that's what you're listening to right now. I have invested in the upgrade in the roadcaster pro two, and that will be at the heart of the yellow studio 4.0, by the way, but this one piece of gear, I mean, and what was it? $600, $700. I mean, it replaced such an enormous rack of equipment and so many cables. It wasn't funny. I just can't imagine it in spite of the fact that there is the two out. And I realized some of the, the upgrades that they made that I won't bore you with hard to beat, just real hard to beat. You are listening to a relatively new mic into the, into the yellow studio. Uh, this is an earthworks ethos microphone as you hear my text messages go off sorry about that um this is a condenser kind of a broadcast kind of a microphone 
I'm partial to condenser mics. They just kind of have, have a crack and a sizzle that my ears find really appealing. And I haven't had this in the, in the line, uh, in the signal chain. I may, I don't have, I, I may, I may have never recorded with this microphone until today. And yeah, that's the reason I did it. I did it because I knew this was going to be a show kind of right before die drop die. Hello, dry doc. And I was going to talk a little bit about podcasting and stuff. I got into the medium because it just makes sense to me. And I've said it before and I won't bore you with all the details of the story, but sitting with a digital recorder in my hand, thinking about for whatever reason, thinking about great grandfathers who I never knew and thinking if they had this technology and I could click a play button and I could hear them talk, how cool would that be? That was the Genesis for this show because I was about 40 years old and I thought, well, I've got the technology kind of cumbersome because back then it was kind of cumbersome. Um, that was in 1997. And so I recorded something on that digital recorder and I uploaded it to the website, which was horrifically just this real cumbersome thing and took a lot of work, but I I got it up there and I thought, okay, this is cool. This is cool. And that's how it all started. And it still continues today. And along the way you showed up and I'm quite thankful for that. Quite thankful for that. Uh, trying to get this thing, you know, weekly. And for the most part been kind of sort of faithful to do that and done it on Thursdays. The duration of podcasts is kind of interesting to me. The, the episode, the trends of episodes over 50% of podcasts are between 20 and 60 minutes. Less than 10% of episodes are shorter than 10 minutes and around 17 are long. 17% are longer than 60 minutes. I know people who listen to podcasts that are two hours plus long. I'm a hopeless insomniac. I, I don't know. I now I can, I can go down the YouTube bunny trail and be there all night. Uh-huh. I don't do that with podcasts. That's just me. 15% of podcasts are less than 10 minutes. 15% are 10 to 20, 32% are 20 to 40, 21% are 40 to 60 and 16% are over 60 minutes. Uh, the frequency of publication, the vast majority, 40%. There's an episode published every eight to 14 days. Next is three to seven days, every three to seven days, 33%. And then next is 19%. 19% of podcasts produce a show every 15 to 29 days. Only 7% produce a show every zero to two days. <laughs> you talk about a lot of work, a lot of work. Uh, yeah, the, the, when, when people publish it is pretty interesting to me. The results showed that weekdays are more popular publishing days than weekends, but no particular weekday is better than another. Uh, we've got a podcast that we do uh, for Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. It's called Hot Springs Village Inside Out.com. Short way to get there is HSV Inside Out.com. Uh, no, HSV does not stand for herpes simplex virus or whatever that is. HSV stands for Hot Springs Village. Um, 
that show we publish every Tuesday and every Friday. Uh, we just started doing it. Those just seemed like good days for us. So I'm kind of pleased to see that, you know, yeah, day of the week doesn't really matter. I've never found that the day of the week much matters. Now in the early days I did, particularly with the work podcast, I would produce shows on Sunday night because it seemed to me that I just got more feedback from listeners who were able to either listen to the show late Sunday night or first thing Monday morning. And so I, and I did that for a long time until finally it, it didn't seem to matter when I did it. And so I just did it whenever I wanted to. There's been an argument that you should, you should be predictable. People should know when an episode I'm that probably is true. I just, I don't know that that's not true in my life. And so I've never much cared about it. I do try to stick with Thursdays here. I'd love to tell you that you're the reason, but you're not. I do it on Thursdays because it's a self-imposed deadline. It's the only reason I do it. I don't, I don't do it because there's anything magical about Thursday. I'm like, I just need a deadline. I need a deadline to hit. I don't know that it much matters. 30% of new podcast listeners search the internet to find new shows. I, that, I don't know why that seems high to me. It seems like most people would find a show just based on some recommendation. And that's next at 19%. 19% ask friends and family for podcast recommendations. I, I will tell you, I, I well, I might ask friends. I, I'm not going to ask family because they're going to look at me like a deer in headlights. You want to know the, here's the most shocking thing that you probably don't know about leaning toward wisdom is that the very people that I started this thing for don't listen. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny how that works, right? Now, let me qualify that or clarify it is a better word. I didn't expect that when I started, when I started, I did not expect that my, my then high school kids that they were going to listen. I knew for a fact they would not. And I went on record very, very early on, and I've repeated it ever since. I knew that I was just laying down some tracks that they would listen to, perhaps. uh, This isn't even a guarantee. But that they would probably listen after I'm dead. I mean, because, come on, that was the impetus for the show. Me thinking about great-grandfathers who were long gone. And how cool would it be to to hear them speak? And I still maintain that that probably is going to be true. I, I don't think, I don't know. We could ask Rhonda. I'd be shocked. I would be shocked if Rhonda has listened to more than three episodes of this podcast ever. And she would say, you know, a thousand, over a thousand. You kidding me? You've been talking for over. <laughs> yeah. No, she doesn't find me that interesting. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I freely admit I'm, I'm not that interesting. I get it. The future of podcasting, if you care. Uh, as you would imagine, industry experts expect it to continue to grow and to grow significantly even this year because, well, on-demand audio is continuing to increase in popularity, and the reason for that we've already covered. It's just so portable. It's just portable. Steve Jobs said that audio was going to change everything, uh, particularly, and of course, Apple came out with Siri. You've now got other equivalents from other big tech and our ability to just speak things 
whether we're speaking commands into a smart speaker or into our smartphone, uh, to be able to dictate text while we drive, which I freely admit I do. Yeah, it, it just lowers the resistance on communication. It's just so much easier than typing on a keyboard or typing on a smart device. So it stands to reason that this whole audio oriented kind of a thing. Yeah. It's, it's not picking up steam. It has been in full steam, uh, for a long time. And I just don't see that slowing down. Current estimates project that listeners in the U S could increase from 75.9 million to a hundred million in the U S by the year 2024. It's a big jump. It's a big jump forecast project. Total podcast listeners will exceed 160 million by the end of this year. Monthly podcast listening is growing the fastest. You want to guess what age group do you think is growing the fastest? Yeah. 55 and older. 55 and older. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. I'm glad that I got in the space. I'm glad that I got in the space early. And I can tell you that I, I have enjoyed it. And unlike many podcasters who are so fixated with how can I be popular? How can I gain more people? Uh, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? I have gone on record and I will end today's show by telling you first and foremost, I have done this here at leaning toward wisdom and frankly, everywhere else I've done it. I've done it first and foremost for me, you being along is just icing on the cake. And I can tell you a cake without icing. Well, it ain't much of a cake. So I'm not diminishing your importance at all because you're critically important. And I love you for being here. I'll be the first to say, I'm not sure why you're here, but I'm glad you are. And the older I get, the more congruent all of this activity is for me. Because it really is about passing things forward. It is about passing things along. It's about... Well, I said it in a podcast over at growgreat.com. And I, I said it just this week. You know, for me, it's about experiences and insights and getting to some point and not then looking back and saying, okay, all you other people, this is what y'all should do. No, it's just, here's some things that I've learned. Here's some insights that I've gained up to this point. Now, let me share those with you. But it's about continuing that forward movement. Let's keep moving. Let's all keep moving. And I'm not arrogant enough to believe that I'm a rung or two up the ladder from you. There are many of you who are many rungs up the ladder beyond where I am. I'm just a guy armed with a microphone and a bit of an accent. And I'm willing to share mine. Not everybody is, and that's cool. May not be for everybody. 
And another part of it, which I've also talked about on this and other podcasts, is just the distillation of these ideas. These notes that I write down, these phrases that resonate with me, these quotes that I come across, these these lines in books or articles that I come across, these these phrases, these sentences that I hear other people utter, and it sparks something. And I ruminate about it. I keep thinking about it. I keep mulling it over. And I'm listening to all this narration that goes on in my head 24-7, 365. And it's like, okay, well, let's get some of this out. Maybe somebody can benefit from it. And if not, okay, then I wasted your time. I don't want to waste your time. But I know I'm not wasting mine because just saying it out loud kind of helps me distill some things and helps me to clarify some things. And I'm glad you're along for the ride. So thank you for that. I don't know how long I'll be in dry dock. We're not talking some crazy amount of time, but I'm going to bail out of here for a little bit. Give it a rest. Thanks for being here. My name is Randy Cantrell. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. Greetings and welcome. Inside the Yellow Studio. Studio.